Hi, everyone. Welcome to Stump the Guru podcast with your host, Ari Galpa, the world's number one authority on trust-based selling and the creator of Unlock the Game. This monthly podcast will bring you guests from virtually every industry unrehearsed to try and stump Ari with their most difficult sales challenges. This podcast is for business owners, financial advisors, entrepreneurs, and sales executives. The guests in this show have only one goal in mind, to stump Ari. And Ari has one goal in mind, to overturn the notion of selling as we know it today by building trust between buyers and sellers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Stump the Guru Show. Uh, Happy New Year to uh, those who have been on the show for quite a long time. If you're new, welcome aboard. My name is Ari Galper. I specialize in trust-based selling, and we believe that trust is a new currency in the business world. And this show is all about challenging your thinking, answering your questions, having you throw me your toughest challenges, and see if I can answer them from a trust perspective. Uh, If you're new to the show, uh, we do this monthly it's uh, the feedback's been amazing. People take ideas, implement them, get results. Uh, the shows from the previous episodes are available at unlockthegame.com slash stump the guru. And uh, if you're coming in live now, welcome. If you'd like to get in the queue, there's already people in there I can see to ask me a live question on the show, just go to stumptheguru.com. Literally stumptheguru.com. That'll put you right into the queue. And if we have enough time, we'll uh, let you in the show. Uh, if we can't catch you at the end, just come back next month. We'll do this again, come a bit earlier so you get ahead of the line. I see there's a lot of people in there right now. So, uh, look, today's theme is about how to shift your thinking away from presenting your solution to instead shifting to a doctor-patient model. And that is a theme of my new book coming out soon called The One Call Sale, uh, which I'm working on right now, which will unpack and dissect how to shift your approach to your conversations around where you're in a diagnostic mode, but not uh, in a way where you're cross-examining somebody or qualifying them, in a, but a deeper level where you're really helping them feel that you trust them by going to a level that they themselves have never gone to before, where you understand their situation. You know how when you meet someone at a party or socially and then you say to yourself, wow, uh, he really gets me. She understands me. That's what deep trust is. So uh, when you shift to the doctor-patient model uh, and you have what I call bedside manner and empathy with someone, and you don't just ask questions to qualify them, but you ask specific questions, what I call going down the iceberg to really uh, help them understand the totality of the issue, help them amplify what the situation is, help them understand the impact of not solving the problem, and of course, at the end, of, at the bottom of the iceberg, seeing if they're, it's a priority to solve that problem. If you can kind of get in that mode with people on a scheduled consultation, you can activate what I call the one call sale. And the one call sale doesn't mean you'll get a signed contract on that first call. But what it does mean is they're serious about moving forward with you. That's what you need because a lot of people that we work with privately, when they come to us, they are in chasing mode. They're chasing leads, chasing ghosts, not getting calls back. And it's a numbers game. So we're flipping the model. We're saying it's not about how many contacts you make anymore. It's about how deep you go on each conversation. So that's the theme of today. But, of course, the show is open to anybody who's got a question around their situation. So uh, I'm going to leave it to my cohort, Steve, here, who's our co-host to 
bring folks into the show who are in the green room right now waiting to ask me a question, and uh, I'll let them take it from there. Steve, come on in. Hey, what's happening, Ari? As you can see, winter is here in New York, and I'm more and more bearded every day. I'm going to look like Santa Claus by December. First up today, we have uh, Willamina Ford. She's going to come on, and she's got an amazing question, and Willow's going to tell you first, first a little bit about herself. And, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Great, great. Hi, Willow. Hi, Willow. Hey, Ari, how are you? Good, thank you. Good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. For sure, for sure. I love that intro because really that is my whole question that I want to ask. I really, my, my business is, is majority, it's online, um, and I do talk to people on a daily basis. Um, it's connecting people for affordable housing. And I do find that I chase a lot. I, I chase, I'm like, have you got the house? If you do this, and they kind of disappear and they go cold. So how do I create that one call say on that bedside manner that, that you talk about in an easy way? Well, it could, well, it could be. be. Do you have an echo? Do you, do you, an echo, echo, do you hear an echo? Do you? Do you hear me, echo, do you hear me echoing? But... I don't hear you echoing. Okay, good. Okay, good. Um, you hear so, yourself? So it could, it could be, you're so, so passionate about you. You really, you really, and you want to help people. That the moment, that the moment you sense they're a fit, fit for you, for you your instinct says, says, I can help. I can help them. Mm. And I want to tell and them. And, them. and, and you're, a good you're a good person. person. And I know you want to help the person. What's happening, happening is you're prematurely talking your solution until you unpack their issue. Their issue. And I feel clear here is giving permission. I hate to interrupt, guys, but we have to ask the back up. We, we, so I, we, so I think the fact that you guys one, one, one person, person mute, let Ari speak, let Ari speak or you mute, let Willow speak, because there's definitely an echo going on. Going on. Okay, so, okay we'll have, so we'll have Willow mute, I guess. All right. Oh, that worked. Wow. Okay. Uh, so what I was saying, Willow, is very possible that you love what you do and you want to help people. And the minute you sense that you found somebody you can help, your instinct probably is to tell them to soothe their pain, to show them a way, to show them out that there's a way to solve the problem. And you're doing it with complete authenticity. The challenge with that is, is that it breaks the necessary pattern that your potential prospect needs to trust you first. Because in essence, they really aren't looking for the solution what they're looking for first is someone who understands them. And you have to first go to a deep level of understanding with them around their situation at a, at a level they themselves don't quite understand yet. But then get this feeling that you're the one to work with. See, they still first have to buy you before your solution. And I think what you might be doing is you're bringing your solution up front with yourself and saying, this is great. You're going to love it hoping that they're going to buy into your solution. And that's what the mistake consultants make, entrepreneurs make, business owners make, is they assume that the solution is enough to move the person forward. And it turns out it's not. Because in the back of their mind, they're saying to themselves, do I trust her? Do I trust her? Do I trust her? So if you can start thinking about that and taking your solution, moving it back a few steps and work on this trust building first, That'll marry both together and you can ultimately avoid chasing people ever again. Hopefully that's helpful.
when I meet yourself, I meet yourself oh you read me like a book that's absolutely exactly what I do I, I rush in I'm like I can help you I can help you so one question is before that preamble before you get to that of building trust would I kind of go like this is my story and this is what is does that build trust doing my story and that brings them over to me a bit so so you better meet yourself, you better meet there. yourself there this isn't about you or your story this is about them and their story. And when you start a conversation with somebody, you want to start with this opening phrase. Can you tell me a little bit about your situation, a bit about your background and your challenges around X, Y, Z, whatever yours is, and we'll go from there. You start the conversation there. That puts a spotlight on them and gives them license and room to open up and share with you what their truth is around the situation. Because if you start talking about your story and you, all of a sudden they feel ignored. It's, it's subconscious. And I know a lot of marketers teach, share your story, tell them examples, because they'll connect to that. Well, they will in a roundabout way, but that does not build trust. That's only a way to build credibility. And my contention is that credibility has been commoditized. No longer is a differentiator anymore, but trust is the ultimate distinction. So on that note, hopefully that helps you, Willow, and I appreciate your question. I got to mute again. Thank you, Ari. Thank you, Ari. That was excellent. All right, take care. All right, take care. Bye-bye. So welcome to Stump the Guru Show. If you're new, uh, I hope you're enjoying this so far. Again, this is live without a net, live coaching where you can bring me your toughest sales challenge right now. If you're chasing somebody, you're not sure how to get a hold of them, or you have a complex challenge, please just go to stumptheguru.com. Just like it sounds, stumptheguru.com and uh, jump in, get in the queue. We'll try and get you today if we can. Uh, if you wanna catch me offline with a private consultation complimentary, just go to unlockthegame.com slash free consult and fill the application there and we'll, we'll talk from there. So who else do we have back there, Steve, waiting in line? All righty, next up we have uh, Lee or Lay. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing their name right. Uh, coming on, let's see if Lee's here. Hello? Uh, give it up there for a moment and we'll catch the next one. All person. right, so let, let's go, we'll go, we'll let give them a moment to sort themselves and we'll go on, we'll continue onward forging ahead. Next is going to come up is Jeff. I'm going to pull Jeff on real quick. And Jeff, if you can introduce yourself, let us know who you are, what your business is, and then, of course, what your your question is for Ari. Awesome. Well, thanks, Steve. Ari, always a pleasure. Um, my business is I have helped people with lead generation. And my question, I, I doubt I'm going to stump the guru, but, you know, I, I'm going to give it the try for Ari's sake. Um, how do you... Now, I know you do trust-based. How do you get referral partners to share your message with their audience so that you can get more referrals? So maybe walk me through your scenario, specifically in your business, so I can get more context sure. around it. So as a, an example, I work with um, business coaches who are looking to grow their business. And a lot of them surprise surprise their first love is not sales it's not marketing you know they love the thing they coach um but for whatever reason they're not 
getting the referrals they need. So they they create some of their trust content. You know, they've written books and things. They give it to referral partners. And, you know, I, I have one, um, he acknowledged that he's got a box of books from a friend of his that he promised to give out, but he didn't. So is there a, a way you can- so you're, so you're asking this, not for you, but for your clients? Yeah, yeah. How, how can people get more referrals from referral partners who, you know, they're excited, they they have obviously bought into the person as somebody they trust, uh, but then they don't do anything with it. So first of all, if your coaches have book, that's perfect as the asset to use as the vehicle that's transferred from the coach to the next person down the line. That's fine. What's probably going on here is they're not suggesting that their client make the referral at the right moment because the only time to activate the referral process with a client that who's happy with you is at the moment they're the most happy with you what i mean by that is when they made a sale when they've they've hit a milestone when you've done something for them that's amazing see that's the thing is people ask for referrals when the vibration level is is either neutral or kind of below neutral and you have to understand the only moment someone is incented to want to actually help you and give your book to a referral is the moment they're the most impressed with the value provided or an outcome you created. So you have to be alert to wait for the moment. See, a lot of these referral books say, oh, ask your referrals do this for you and, and then do this and do that. But what they do is they miss the fact that human nature is designed to do the behavior that you want them to do when the moment is right and the moment of is right requires us to obviously do an amazing job to get that that vibration going so the other person goes wow that was fantastic you've helped us do this this was great then at that moment you say this and here's the languaging you say would you be open to possibly uh, offering a, a copy of my book to someone you might know who's a colleague of yours, who has a business like yours, who might be challenged, have the same challenges as you? Uh, would you be open to that? Now, see, when you language it that way at the right moment, it feels good to say, sure, why not? And now they start thinking about how to help you. And, and hopefully that, that helps, Jeff. I love it. And again, I didn't think I'd stump you, but I promised Steve I'd come up with a question. So, Ari, yeah. I, I can't wait for the new book, and uh, I will turn over the camera to the next person. So thank you, and great to see you. Happy New Year. You too, Jeff. Take care. All right. So we're on uh, contestant number three for the Stump the Guru show. So if you're new, come on in. Uh, just go to stumptheguru.com and get in the queue, ask your question. And we'll keep rolling here. So, Steve, who do we have next? All righty. Up next. And first of all, as we know, Jeff has an amazing shirt game. As a Hawaiian shirt lover, I have to make that public. Uh, <laughs> we're, this is two for two now in a row uh, that we've had Hawaiian shirt uh, magistrates here on the show, which makes me super sure. happy. Up next is Mark Head. So I'm going to bring Mark on, and hopefully his camera flips on, and he should have a question to ask you. Right. So I'll just mention, if you want to come in, please make sure your camera is on. Uh, ahead of time so we, we can see you in the green room if we can't yeah. see you then we're not gonna be able to call you in uh, because we want everyone else to have a live experience 
uh, with you yep. here. So what we're going to so, do is this. We're, we're going to move ahead to Steve Moreland. And Steve, uh, welcome aboard. And if you could tell everybody who you are and, and what you do, and then give your question for Ari, and let's get uh, rocking. Oh, you're on mute, Steve. You're, you're on mute. Can't hear you. Sorry. Uh, God. Uh, start again, Steve. <laughs> Sorry, no problem. Always good to see you, Ari. Um, uh, always love uh, just following you online and on LinkedIn and everything. You're always giving me good insights. And so, um, you know, I've been in the publishing industry, but I'm a financial coach as well. And so, you know, always I'm looking for that way uh, to build that level of trust. And you really did a great job just a minute ago distinguishing the difference between credibility and trust. That nuance is huge. Wow. Mm. I mean, really, really great job. Um, you know, if anyone is in their business, we're always trying to figure out how do we transfer our passion to those individuals that are part of our, what you call our network of influence, the people that aren't clients, but they're really more like family. And what I, I feel that I have um, a disconnect is how do I connect with those individuals where they are where they feel the passion and they become not necessarily evangelists, but at least ambassadors where we we've already done business before, but more than business, we've actually created long standing relationships. But I feel a lot of times like when I'm trying to connect with them and move them forward into whatever progress that we're doing, they're either a too busy or somehow I'm not capturing their attention. And I feel like I'm talking to crickets. Well, it's funny and a great question, Steve, because over the years, we've been conditioned to believe that to get someone enrolled in what we want to help them with, mm -hmm. we have to show them our passion up front. We have to say, oh, you, we, we, we've been taught to believe that enthusiasm is what enrolls people. And what I and that worked up in, for many years, up until the last few years now, that everyone who know someone else and wants to get them to connect on some kind of agenda of some sort can oftentimes be enthusiastic, over-enthusiastic about their needs and their passion that does not connect to the other person's problem. And right. it can be perceived as selling overtly uh, and a bit crossing the line that they're not you know, necessarily interested in what you have to say at the moment. There's no, there's no space there for them to engage. So what I would say for you, Steve, is can we flip rather than starting the dialogue with enthusiasm about you and your mission and your passion, can we flip it to engaging them to see if they have the problem that you believe you can help them solve void of any passion? Because when you're too passionate with someone too early on in the process, Mm -hmm. Their guard goes up and they feel like they're being sold something. Sure. And that would be the reason for the disconnect or just the failure to engage. And then you feel that void. So, so that means that you should only engage with the people who understand or have the issues that you're qualified to help them solve. So not everybody will be enrolled. Only those who connect to the issue, which now means you got to say to yourself, okay, among my inner network here, who 80, 20, this thing, who are the ones who most likely have an environment 
where they can appreciate the issues I help people solve. So now that forces you to think about, okay, of the group, who's the 20% that will most likely connect with what I'm doing? So a lot more questioning, a lot more personalized reach out to elicit as opposed to, uh, you know, what are mostly our blanket type of, here's what we're doing. Do you guys want to come join? Right. So that, that, that contains assumptions, you see. Mm -hmm. By starting the conversation with saying, hey, look what I got. That's like sales 101. Because then you're assuming somehow you're hoping to land. You're hoping to land. If it doesn't land, then now they start looking at you a different way. Like, hey, nothing personal, but I'm not interested. Sure. So, so the answer to this is really to think about what are the two or three core problems that you solve uniquely? Then you enter the conversation with someone like this that you might know. You say, uh, very not not enthusiastic because it's premature to the process here, but you say, I, I was just curious uh, to see if you might be open or if you might be in a situation where you're experiencing X, Y, and Z. Now, if that connects to them and go, huh, well, it just so happens that then you move forward and the enthusiasm builds over time, but you don't start the conversation with assumptions of being over-enthusiastic. Good job. Absolutely. So a little, little reverse thinking there, but I, I, thanks for letting me kind of contrarian your, your, your question. But I think if you, if, you, if you try that, that might work. I appreciate you. Thank you, my friend. Outstanding. Thank you, Steve, for just being my world. Absolutely, man. Take care. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Okay, so we're uh, on the, in the flow here with the Stump the Guru Show once a month. My name is Ari Gelfer. I specialize in trust-based selling, doing this for 20 years, hard to believe, and uh, have seen it all, every single scenario possible, and I've figured out how to solve most challenges from a trust-based perspective that matches up to where we are in the world today around how to connect with people in the in the sales business environment. So, Steve, anyone else we have in the in the room back there? Absolutely. We have um, Michael Sears coming on. And uh, hey. Michael, how's it going, man? I'm I'm glad to see you. And if you can let everybody know who you are and what your business is, that would be fantastic. And then, of course, your question for Ari, which I know is a good one, because I remember when his question was hatched a couple weeks back. So this will be a good one. Well, nice, nice to see you, Ari. You too. My name's Michael Sears. I'm uh, in Southern California, and I'm a financial advisor. We cater specifically to uh, those preparing for retirement, and uh, we create financial plans, and it's uh, wonderful to serve our clientele. And uh, I know you've been teaching a lot about, I mean, this is all about building trust with the client. And I think um, it is so easy to revert to an old way of doing things where you, you know, you meet, you're, you're, you're talking with a client and immediately, you know, or at least you think, you know, I think that really is the true statement. You think, you know, what the, what the issues are and you just kind of go forward. And a lot of times you don't go forward. And so as we've been working on the things that you have been teaching, Here's the question that I think is a good one. When do you know uh, that you have really identified what the real concern is of the client? I think that is 
I think that's the key to it. I mean, if we're trying to connect at a very deep level, how do we know when we've really identified what the real concerns are? Because I know that if I do that well, then I'm really creating trust. Okay, great question. As expected from you in the first place. Um, so that's a great question because, interestingly enough, we can't be on a um, expedition to search and find what the problem is in the hope that we get to the bottom of it. We have to know in advance in our minds what we believe their problem is. Now, you're in a niche, uh, so most likely we could list off three or four of the main issues that almost all your clients have. And you have to know their problem in advance, all those three or four problems in advance of the conversation. Because in the old days, we could fish for it. How's your business going? What are your problems? We, but now we have to direct them down to get to the point where they're comfortable acknowledging their problem. And so in your case, if you just have you and your team list out the three or four core issues that you believe every single person has in your niche, and then as you enter the conversation with them and you're listening and you hear them touch on one of them, then you know where to take them down, what I call the iceberg. You'll have a list of four or five questions that might go around this. Like they might say to you, I'm not clear on my financial planning for the future with the retirement. And you can say, can you tell me a little bit more about that? And now you know where it's going to go next. Well, I've had another advisor and I haven't got clarity on where to go next. I've got different plans, different places, and I'm not sure what to do. Huh? How long has that been a problem for? Well, I've had a so so now I'm asking the questions because I know where I'm going. I know what the bottom of the issue is. They don't have clarity and they're concerned about that. And here is when you know you get to the bottom. After you've already in advance know where to take people to help them understand their own situation. And that's this question. And that is, is this a priority for you to really finally address once and for all? Or are you happy just to live with it as it is and let the consequences come naturally over time? And I'm okay either way. Love that. That is the bottom of the iceberg when you finally know that you have somebody that actually owns and takes responsibility for their own problem. It's like a therapist and a patient. If the therapist doesn't own their own problem, they're the worst patients because you got to drag them to process. So what you don't want to do is drag a prospect through your sales process. And at the end, they say this. They say, I want to think about it. Right. You want to, And that's because we didn't in advance think through what are the core issues that we know everyone has, what are the questions to ask, and how do we deliver that with care and warmth and empathy so they feel we care about them and then we find out if they want to own it or not. If they want to own the problem and want to solve it, the sale is finished right there. The rest is just onboarding. Right. Okay. Love it. Thank you so much. As always. Great. great. Thank you again. Great to see you, Mike. Thanks a lot for the question. You bet. Thank you. All right. We are on a roll today. The theme is the doctor-patient relationship where you're asking questions not to qualify. I know we've been taught over the years that it's all about qualifying, asking questions. People always said to me, Ari, I ask questions. I don't pitch people. And I ask them to role play with me and they and I end up 
finding out what I thought it was, they end up just gathering information, data to qualify them before they move towards the sales process, which is not what we're doing here. That's not trust building. Qualifying is not trust building. There's a whole layer beneath that is what we're talking on here, talk, talking about here today, which is the core premise of my new book coming out this year called The One Call Sale. And if you want to get on that list to get the book first, just go to unlockthegame.com and there's a there's the, you'll see the book there and the list form you can fill out. If you want to talk to me privately and have a one-on-one -on -one discussion with me about your situation, just go to unlockthegame.com slash free consult. So Steve, do we have more folks waiting or are we uh, where are we at with everything? No, we, we've gone through our guests for today that wanted to come on and ask a question. And I think okay. we've got some uh, great ones coming on for next month already getting excited for the next episode, which is really good, too. So it's uh, yeah, we're we're good for today, though. We're uh, we're tapped. All right. Well, we had a good run. Uh, we yeah. had some great questions. Hopefully, if you're watching this show, you've learned some new things. You're changing your thinking. And uh, the way the world's going right now, if you're not evolving your thinking around how you sell what you do, and you're still experiencing the same thing you always have, which is chasing prospects, then right calling you back, and you get a lot of things think, I want to think about it, I'm not sure yet, next steps, follow-ups, then something is wrong on your end, not their end. So on that note, if you'd like some help, reach out to us. Go to unlockthegame.com. You can grab my book there, Unlock the Sales Game, my new book coming out soon. Get in that list or reach out to me there, free consultation button, fill out the form. We'll have a chat one-on-one and see if we can help you. Other than that, have a great day, have a great week, and I'll speak with you next on our next show coming up in four weeks from now on the Stump the Guru Show. Signing off, take care, have a great day. We hope you've enjoyed this month's segment of Stump the Guru and that you've discovered some new trust-based selling strategies that you can apply directly to your sales process. You can get access to Ari's Trust-Based Selling 60-Minute Masterclass at www.unlockthegame.com forward slash video. And if you want to go one step further, you can order his latest book, Unlock the Sales Game, and get a free one-on-one -on -one sales growth consultation at www.unlockthegame.com. Before we say goodbye for now, if you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to review this podcast. It's easy. Just scroll down to the bottom of Stump the Guru podcast within Apple Podcast until you reach ratings and reviews. Click one of the five stars under tap to rate to leave a rating. Thanks so much and we'll see you on the next show.